Hey, this is Omar, and this is, and that's okay. You're listening to a podcast about life, mental health, and taking care of ourselves. Hey, this is Omar, and this is the end of the season of our theme of talking about meaningful work and a meaningful life. So we're just going to use this episode to wrap things up and also just do some reflection. So this intro is a little different. Like we talked about at the previous intro, this is a podcast about life, self-care, and mental health. So we're going to reflect on the, uh, the things that we talked about with our guests and with each other. So Bree, what was your takeaway from this? Oh, man. So many thoughts. Um, First, I just want to say, like, I I continue to be in amazement by how cool our friends are, (laughs) like how accomplished they are. And like, just the fact that we know people who are doing such amazing things, like just blows my mind. Um, So we were fortunate enough to talk to two of those individuals um alicia and jordan and each of those conversations turned into two-part episodes which we kind of had an inkling that they would because they had so many amazing things to say and i i think that the thing that stuck out for me and it wasn't even intentional because we started out talking about meaningful work um was the role of community in self-care right like that jumped out obviously in the conversation around restorative practices and and what that entails and how that lends to self-care right like if you you are in a supportive open safe community it's so much easier to take care of yourself right and and then that theme popped up again um talking to jordan especially when we you know when we got to um the conversation about Bear Inc. and what that organization does and how it creates that supportive community for families dealing with biliary atresia Mm -hmm. um, and how it can, you know, regardless of geography or socioeconomic circumstances can bring them together and give them support and community at a time when they really need to figure out how to take care of themselves. Right, right. Um, I think the thing that I, I got from it, in addition to what you're talking about, is how do we form a community around the caregiver um, mm-hmm. and take care of the caretaker? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that came up big for me, too, when we we're talking with Alicia about restorative practices, and we got into self-care and um, the discussion within that of, like, she's out there doing the work and making sure everybody else is okay. And um, she has her support group, which is great. And is there 
some way there can be something built or a focus on her as a caregiver or a caretaker. And the same thing with Jordan um, building Bear Inc. and also having a community of support. And also, is there some way to build something around her and those type of people of absolutely I'm a caregiver and I understand that um in the society that we live in today like pretty much mostly my responsibility to take care of myself which it shouldn't be that way which goes back to what you're talking about for community of how do we just make that a norm that we all we all can take care of each other and that is okay to do yeah yeah absolutely because in the restorative practices um discussion it absolutely came up that like the um, the adults around the troubled youth have to be in a good place, right? In order to provide what they need to provide, um, and and with Jordan as well, you know, as a parent of a child with a lot of needs, you know, how do those parents take care of themselves in order to better do their job? And and it, it was interesting to me, kind of. Um, to listen to the range of emotions around that journey right. to figuring out what self-care looks like, because, you know, I know, I know a few times Alicia came up, came up with, um, you know, things she does for herself, but then there was also an element of guilt. Right. Right. Of like, right. Oh, can I even like, how dare I step back and, and really take care of myself right now? even though it's a necessity. And, and, and then on the flip side of that, for Jordan, the, you know, the journey to self-care was very, um, very deliberate and like, I have to find it. I have to get there. there there's no, there, there was no guilt involved in that journey. I don't think it was like, you know, trying to find ways to be okay. Why isn't this working? And then redefining what self-care means for her right and being like wonderfully open and comfortable with talking about that once she found it yeah and i think i think i appreciate appreciate for both of them being so open about Mm -hmm. that discussion um and talking about their journeys and how how difficult it is Mm -hmm. self-care is not always easy to do it's not always going to be this quick fix and for each individual across the board, like we are going to have to figure out ways and get support and get into a group of people who are okay with that. Uh, Mm -hmm. It makes me think about like, are the group of people that we share our lives with open to you setting boundaries? Are the group of people you're sharing your lives with okay with you sharing these deep things about like I have I'm having these struggles of taking care of myself and being there to be like do you need time do you need space um and being like let me know how I can help you um and it just makes me think about times when I've gotten angry and upset and just been like I just need time and then people are like well how can I support you why are we waiting until someone's stressed out to ask them when they need support or help, right? Instead of we're sitting there having a normal conversation and then it comes up of like, this is how I feel supported. This is how I feel like I can have the help I need and having community in that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. 
And that goes back to the idea that like self-care should be preventative rather than reactive, right? right. Yeah, that, that your community should be preventative rather than reactive yeah. too. Yeah. That the people around you understand that dynamic. Um, and I guess that one more thought to circle back to this season, because I do want to uh, bring it back to meaningful work, how, you know, both of our guests very much view and, and rightfully so what they do is, is meaningful work. Mm -hmm. um, and then for each individual, how different that looked at home. Right. So like Alicia never took her work at home, right? That was one of her big things. Like I had to get that energy out. I got to ground myself. Home is a different space, right? I can't bring that energy home. Whereas Jordan runs her nonprofit from home for a community of which she is a member, right? Right. Like it's intertwined in her family. Yeah. And it, and she doesn't really step out of that. Right. Like we, we talked about that with her too. Like, where do you draw the line? Where are your boundaries? And she was like, Oh man, I knew you're going to ask me that, you know, like <laughs> this is my life now. This yeah. is my life. Um, and so it's such an interesting question. And I think, I think in that respect, the big takeaway is like very clearly it's different for every single one of us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I got a question for you. Where do we Shoot. go from here? <laughs> what do you think we go from here? Like, I mean, it, and I, and I love the idea of continuing to play with this idea of a meaningful life, right? right? Because ultimately that's what we've, um, how that question has evolved and what we've landed on. But I feel like we don't have a clear definition of self-care. Right. Right. And so maybe that's the next step of like, what is self-care? And this is a sound because weird. I but like Jordan like, talked about, you right. know, like she was like, I, I was trying this stuff. I was going out with my girlfriends and having wine night. And then I just felt like shit, you know, right. the next day. And I wasn't happier. And so, you know, people telling me like, oh, try this, do this. Um, and it, and it kind of becomes like this prescriptive, like, oh, you need to go buy things or you need, you need this specific experience to feel better. And that doesn't work. So then what? Right. Um, yeah, it's it, it's an interesting question. Yeah. This is gonna sound like a weird way of saying it. Is it like we're gonna put self-care on trial? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're gonna Guilty. what's the pros? I what's, object. <laughs> what's the pros? What's the cons? Um, <laughs> what do we find the challenges? What is the difficulties? Do we have it figured out? Is it something that we have to have it completely figured out? Or is it something that's a continue evolving thing for each one of us? And can we even provide a definition that's going to apply to everybody? That's also a good point. I like that. Ooh. <laughs> I'm already excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to wrap everything up, um, is there something you think our audience should know about and think about 
until our next season? I think what we all need to think about is how do we make that switch to prevention? Yeah. How do we get to that place where it's not, I come home tired every single day and I'm exhausted and I'm stressed and I'm angry. And now I'm looking for support. Now I'm looking for that thing that helps calm me down. Um, I'm trying all these things and, and they're not working. How do you make that jump to, I know what I need right now. And it's because it helps me before things escalate. I like it. I think I 100% agree. Um, instead of us continuously being in the red all the time, how do we, you know, we're going to have our bumps, but mm. we stay with those bumps and then we can more even out or keep closer to our baseline. Um, and that's hard because yeah. it feels like society is unraveling a little bit. <laughs> also true. <laughs> I've got to look around going like, can people just listen to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I've thought that too. It's like everybody needs to learn how to, you know, take right. care of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> just something like that. Well, just that, listen. Like, like, let's take a deep breath and like find community again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Agreed. I got to say, I spent a solid 13 hours at Denver International Airport last week in one day. And I made so many friends. That's awesome. Like that's all I did was like roam the airport and I would literally walk up to be people and be like, Hey friend, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's amazing. And I swear to God, by the time I landed in LaGuardia, people I had not spoken to on the plane were coming up to me. Like, did your friend from Pittsburgh make it? Like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we were like checking on me. Like, they were all cut up in my story and my saga. <laughs> it's well, and it sounds like people want community, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Instead of us always being in a bubble, we can have these connections and you can have people that you don't even know naturally worry about what's going on for you and be there Absolutely. for you. And, and to be honest, like I was a little bit terrified to fly because this was my first time flying since before the pandemic. And so right. not only was I worried about germs, <laughs> Yeah. I was worried about people losing it on the plane, right? And like assaulting uh, stewardesses for no reason. Like right. I, like I just had all these anxieties about it. Um, and there were, you know, our flight was ultimately delayed for nine and a half hours. Wow. And so Oops. there were people who were making me nervous. They were so angry. And when they finally came on the intercom and announced pre-boarding, I like looked around and I was like, <laughs> slow clap. <laughs> slow clap. And then the whole area in, that, in the terminal started just like cheering. And then nice. it like immediately like switched the vibe. Like, like everybody is like, yes, woo, we're doing it, you know? And you can't get pissed off when the community around you is happy and celebrating and right. like, yes, we're doing it's this. Really similar to what we talked about with Alicia, that a dysregulated adult 
can't regulate a dysregulated child. The same mm -hmm. thing can apply to us as adults. A dysregulated adult can't help another dysregulated adult, but a regulated one can. Yeah. 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 Good job. And that Bray. was just that was a thank you. Thank you. I feel like <laughs> I de-escalated the situation single-handedly. Nice. nice. You're welcome, JetBlue. <laughs> I'll take my I'll take my Christmas bonus in the form of check. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then and then it carried over, right? Like we got on the plane, and when it started moving on the tarmac, everybody clapped again. Like, nice. All of a sudden, everybody was positive about it. Like, it's done. We're gonna get there. Like, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's all we can, you know. So that's what you want. Yeah. Cause I did have a friend who got just dropped off in Pittsburgh. Uh oh. <laughs> and they made it, right? I just got to check. They yeah, made it. He, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he had to rent a car and drive. Oh, wow. The six hours from Pittsburgh to New York. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were on a plane going where we were supposed to go and so like that was the running joke it's like well at least we're not going to pittsburgh <laughs> <laughs> isn't it all about perspective <laughs> well Bree, i want to personally thank you for being my co-host i think thanks for having me absolutely and i think fantastic this podcast can go a lot of places i'm really excited about it and i for those of you listening, keep supporting us, keep following us, keep listening to us. We do want to build a community where we can be here to support one another. So yeah, thank you for everything. Thank you. It's been a great season. There are things we can do to take care of ourselves. And sometimes it takes time to figure it out. And that's okay. Okay.